First and foremost, I'd like to say thank you for taking the time to listen. This is part one of my two-part series with my good friend Ali Al-Dali. This conversation was very on theme with Better Living, and we touched on a ton of topics. There's never a dull moment with him. Welcome back to Curated Advice on Better Living. And now your host, Khaled Sultan. We're here with uh, Ali Al-Dali. Did I pronounce it wrong? <laughs> no, no, just... <laughs> No, you didn't pronounce it right, right or wrong, but it, you know, it's, it's because it's in Arabic. It's very weird because when I when I grew up, it was like at home it would be Ali, and then people in school would be like Ali, Ali, with like an accent on the I. Right. So people like in, in Spanish you pronounce it Ali, and I get here and everybody's like Ali. I don't know. My name has been changed so many times. It's like well, whatever. What was it Basically. like growing up in uh, Venezuela? Completely different to what whatever this is in this side of the world growing up here i don't know you well you grew up here and we've talked but yeah i, I, I really a, just kind of chunk here i would say right really nice it was um by the beach you know i, I think i told you we're like in the caribbean it's the northern part in, in venezuela so right the beach was in front of our in our house and uh you know friends everything we lived in a huge compound that had like palm trees and three swimming pools and like huge open spaces parks sounds you know. amazing yeah um and then it was honestly great. It was great until, you know, you grow up and then you start noticing that things are wrong in the country and there's so much that you don't notice when you're a kid, basically. Um, and then, you know, studying university and that stuff, you, you don't see a future there because of so many things. And then you start rethinking everything. And then and we're talking like the economic situation, economics, job opportunities, yeah. inflation. How did you start like first noticing those things? There was... Uh we had some neighbors they were from colombia there was this family uh two girls that mom and this huge huge dog that we used to love i think it was a golden retriever or something mm. i don't know and they lived in the penthouse so we lived in this building and we were on the first floor and they were in the penthouse and i remember they one day they just left they had to leave like we said bye 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 but you know as a kid you don't really you know ask questions you just think it's they they left they left the country and they went to uh, miami if i'm not mistaken and then after that to orlando and uh I remember Alfredo, that was his name. He had a really good job. Everything was good, stable, you know, like... In, in the like, U.S.? No, this is in Venezuela. Okay, and he left that. And then, yeah, and then they just left. Apparently, you know, I, when I grew older, I asked my parents why. And then they were like, well, you know, his daughters, they wanted to stay, uh, to study, sorry, something completely different that they didn't have here. And then they started seeing everything that was happening in the country. Mm-hmm. There were immigrants as well, and they were like, not very safe. They were not feeling safe. And um, they decided to move to Miami just so the the kids could grow up in like a different environment, safer to Mm -hmm. say the least. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they could study properly and everything. And they literally just left everything behind um, because they saw like maybe this this, like signs of like, you know, politics or economical stuff that was happening at the moment. And um, he I remember he was working at Disney just, you know, a regular Mm. staff. And I don't remember what he used to do. But then. That, that got me. I think that got me. And I was like, well, okay, so people are leaving. And like, why? You know, I don't know. As a kid, you just think like everything is the same. You see the same people every day. Right. You just, you grew up with what you know. Yeah. And then around an, an environment, right, where you grew up as well. There was, so the compound had 12 buildings. And as a kid, I was just used to seeing, I was used to seeing the same people every other day. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, I didn't know them, I would just see them, you know, their kids, other kids or somebody because, you know, it was a big place. So we, not all of us knew each other, but... Mm-hmm you would see the same people and stuff. So I don't know. I think now thinking back, I think we're just so used to, you know, whatever environment where we grow up. And then when something happens, like it also triggers you, you know, you stop seeing somebody, for example, or you, you know, get to know that somebody left that might, you know, trigger in your mind something that something's wrong. And then you start thinking about other stuff. And 
I think eventually that's what happened. That happened and in, in school. You would hear people talk about politics in school, you know, mm -hmm. like teachers or something, or the teachers would not be able sometimes to come to class, for example, because mm -hmm. there was like a strike and they just couldn't grab, take a taxi or the bus to go to school because, you know, um, teachers in Venezuela are like super underpaid, things that you were not used to hearing before. And then, you know, with that growing up and you become more mature and you're exposed to other things is basically what happened, I guess. So... Just being a child in general, there's a sort of a naiveness associated uh, with it, you know. And then, like, as you grow up, you start to experience things. Right. And they say, you know, it's part of growing up. You start to see the perhaps, uh, you know, harsher realities of life. My family have um, retail stores. We sell uh, clothes and shoes. And we've, my dad has been always in, in that industry ever since he migrated there. And uh, we used to we used to go to, to the store just to either help or just hang out there. Sometimes we used to do homework there or anything like that. And then you could just listen, you know, your parents. They just talk with, you know, my uncles were there. My dad has um, eight brothers in venezuela they, they all work in the same field big family so, yeah so there were 12 there were 12 in total but eight in venezuela so um they would just get together and then you could just listen you know listen and at some point you start hanging out with them i feel like whenever also like as arabs somebody comes and stuff you just gather and then they all come mm -hmm. and you also sit there and even though sometimes you're not understanding you are listening right so that would happen a lot and then it started affecting the business as well like economics in general in venezuela everybody was affected because of you know decisions that they were taking and well all the money that they were stealing and all this stuff there's like an economic situation i think it's one of the first businesses that gets impacted i feel so yeah, yeah. because it's it's not a prime necessity right it's not so an it's essential thing essential like right yeah food and you know medicine right thing you go get something like at the school canteen and you'll be like oh yeah it's more so you kind of realize you know i remember sometimes that would happen and you'd be like oh well, that's weird and they were mm -hmm. like yeah yeah it's just fine you know yeah. inflation <laughs> Prices are going up right yeah, yeah inflation you don't know that comes up from inflation but there you go there you have yeah. it right so so yeah i guess that that would also that also happen and, and then eventually yeah just uh finishing school and all that stuff and with all of that in mind i just you know decided to leave because i just didn't think it was a place for me or for the things that i wanted to do so yeah what do you most miss the weather i think the weather and the beach for yeah okay. for sure coconut water weather and beach some people also my family as well because they're there but, but yeah mostly those mm. things but first well, you know the beach and the <laughs> <You> weather <are. laughs> my family first yeah um but the beach is my family so you could <laughs> you could say that too. yeah um in nature they just were like in such a perfect place and what's your experience been like you know ever since moving out like how have you changed because they say you know traveling or people that have lived in one place most of their life when they travel let's say they move somewhere else that's when they they kind of experience a lot of different things whether it's culture shock you know comparisons with back home like what were some things that really struck you mostly that culture you know culture mm. even though it was uh, so well so i first went to canada for like a few months to study english yeah it was just a diversity diversity of people cultures everything and how exposed you are to that right i mean canada i went to vancouver and then canada is like oof, super open you have people from all different places and i think it was my first experience you know after like leaving the country it was like whoa there's so much and there's so many of us and there's so many of us that are different and like who bring something to the table and like just uh i think that the diversity yeah diversity of, of us humans uh, you know i imagine like growing up it was mostly you know people from you know the region you right, wouldn't get yeah. it's not very multicultural right well yeah uh, venezuelans and arabs also because mm. you know family but uh but yeah it was mostly that um 
Venezuela, I mean, has a lot of uh, foreigners and expats, but it's just people that have been there for forever since, like, for example, my dad. And then you have a mix, you know, I was raised there and, mm. and everything. So it's just a mix of both. So you're, you're exposed to maybe one, two, perhaps three. There's a lot of Europeans in Venezuela as well. So a lot of Spanish people, um, Portuguese people. But then again, you're all raised in Venezuela, so it's not that big of a difference, mm. really. Um, and then you, when you're exposed to something completely different Canada Vancouver I guess it all depends if you're open to experiencing those things or if you just want to stay in your comfort zone right because mm. everything is new right I never took a train in my life which was super cool I we would never use public transportation in Venezuela because it wasn't safe but there that's how I used to get around everywhere now I just love public transport every city that I go to is just like whoa this is super cool it, it wasn't safe in what regard in Venezuela so if you got into a bus for example um, a public bus you can get robbed yeah like i would no i was just thinking of an example but i I don't i don't have an example which i've been on it once and it was with my mom very early very early in my life like super young and then well what would happen is they just yeah rob you yeah (laughs) a guy would get into the bus you know and whatever stop and he would have a gun he would probably have a backpack and start collecting phones and money and whatever and he'd just get off and do other stuff and that's it yeah things are intense yeah they're very easy (laughs) yeah so it is it was and it still is and yeah it's still very bad i mean you travel a lot and uh you know i'd I'd call you a a traveler really (laughs) because you're you're everywhere and um and you're also really interested in a lot of things that i'm interested in too yeah and you've you've shared some of those experiences as well um whether it's all sorts of different healing practices um what's something that's uh stood out to you like while traveling because you you travel sometimes you do courses and and you attend different uh you know programs or retreats to learn about these things how did that journey even begin I think it began here, actually, with uh, a really close friend of mine, Lina. She's from Colombia. Um, and she introduced me to vegetarianism. Can you say that? Vegeta- being vegetarian? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think that's one of my first, uh, I would say, changes or improvements, let's say, um, in my life that also opened up a lot of doors to me exploring other, exploring other things mm-hmm. about mostly myself. So. I guess, yeah, I, I have taken some courses and retreats and all these things, but it's, they're mostly just to improve myself. I don't, I don't know exactly what was it. I just think after some time, one day, I just maybe unconsciously or actually consciously, I, I think at the time I became a vegetarian, it's been over now two years, I decided to just become better and do better and like think better and perform better really into these like mindset things and to, you know, whether it's journaling or affirmations or manifesting. Or, I mean, we have some, some sound healing stuff here. Right. Yeah. Um, bring out the list of experiences. Yeah, there's, honestly, people should experience everything. Everything they possibly can and want, obviously. But, but I mean, like you took a, you took a, like a course in sound healing, right? It, it was, yeah, it was a bit of a workshop. It was just it was workshop a one day thing. In Nepal. In, in Nepal, when I was in Kathmandu, yeah, I, uh. I took this this workshop about you know sound healing and uh, sound cleansing and how to uh, balance the chakras in the body with with um, Tibetan bowls, um, which was amazing. It was really interesting and um, sound you know can heal us from practically right. anything vibrations you know? vibration yeah. yeah. If you want to go into deep into that, we yeah we can talk about how we are vibration, right? And we're vibrating in this universe. Absolutely. But, but yeah, something that like that that connects to you and just simply you know stabilizes you balances you cleanses you or you know what i mean yeah heal you so 
very strong i want to touch on the point that you you just made we're not going to overlook it because it's too interesting it's about right. uh, us being vibrations how does that work because we've talked about this right many people don't believe in this whole like energy thing you know they feel like it's unscientific for right. example there are some scientific facts i can't quote you any now but but there are um i think it was called the Krillian effect i think it's for just one thing that comes to my mind um it's just a scientist that prove that they could photograph um i'm not sure if it was auras the, the, your auric body in simplified terms of, it's your vibe <laughs> <laughs> it's it is definitely your vibe yeah they could just literally see your vibe um but in terms of aura for example auras can be different colors and different colors can mean different things right um and then our auric bodies are could extend to kilometers long right each one has a name that we're not also going to go into but it just basically prove it proved that they could take a picture of the energy basically that we so much talk about but nobody believes in right well not nobody but like a few of us believe in um i would like to say more of us believe in but um they were able there, to do there's that. there are people out there that definitely a good amount of people out there that do believe in in these yeah. things to different extents right i mean energy or they believe in vibes or, or there's like feng shui for example mm -hmm. like how like objects are placed yeah, and they feng shui is, is super interesting yeah. as well there's so many so many things and it's with the spaces with um with with everything and then the whole i think also the whole concept of like vibes and energy now it's just being more brought up maybe in social mm -hmm. media and people's lives and stuff i think also after COVID, things just changed quite a bit as well and a lot of a lot of us because and i'll include and a lot of us and i'll include myself just decided to take a change to make a change in in ourselves and the things we do and the things we we eat for example which in my case and um that opened a lot of doors for many many things to come because when you're also intending to do stuff like that to improve and to, to get better think other good things come into your into your experience into your life going back to to me going into this whole well, i guess way of living i i just i just think it was me intending to yeah to to live a better life mostly to be just very general and not very specific and then i became a vegetarian um i started incorporating new practices or like healthier practices of for example working out uh, i started swimming as well and then some yoga, I start meditating. Um, sometimes I journal, um, just write whatever I want mm -hmm. in, 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 a, in a way, in a sense that when I tell it to myself, I just, you know. I'm big on journaling, but the one thing that uh, you've kind of, you know, shared with me, which is uh, manifestations. Right. And that that's something I found really interesting. Mm -hmm. Just like being very active and really understanding manifestations. Because for me, manifestations were, I used to automatically think of the secret, right? Right. You think of something and then the universe gives it to you. And it was one of those things where like, you know, I didn't know if it works or not. Like I haven't really experienced it. But, um, you know, tell me about like manifestation, how that works and how that's different than just I'm thinking of something and the universe is just going to give it to me. I actually think it is that simple. It's just that we don't allow ourselves to believe yeah you know i am worthy of whatever it is i ask for right um we just have th that issue i guess as a people or humans but uh manifestation also just came not very long ago to me um it's not that like manifesting every single thing in my life so you were talking you, you said that oh it is kind of like that like you just say let's say i want to i don't know move to this country for example, right. and that the universe is going to give it to you. But in reality, it's not just that. I mean, that's one aspect of it is not blocking yourself from that thought, right. right? Just saying what you want and having the courage to do so. But then beyond that, you were telling me about like you could write it down and how to write it down. And I think it, beyond that is, is the fact that you put your feelings and emotions into it. And that mm -hmm. plays a lot. So um, we are creatures of habit, I think. And uh, for example, a habit for me of 
just writing my manifestations every day basically rewired my brain in some ways that you know allowed those things or whatever things i wanted to happen in my life or to have could come to me um what i've what i've read and i'm not an expert on manifestations or anything is that um what i was telling you about last time was how whenever we want something we should write it in the present tense for example and then you add the emotion and feeling to it and then you just write write in some way or somewhere there that you're grateful for it as if you already had it i say we're creatures of habit because i like to read them every day the ones that i already said or that i said in, in, in the past because in a way you're reprogramming your mind to get those things that you want right it's, it's as easy as that you know if you're really in the present tense and if it's something that you're intending to do or to get and then how that would feel make you feel and, and be what i'm trying to get to is the reprogramming because you know through talking to you i realized it's not just i'm thinking about this let's say i want to live on uh in a beautiful island right. on the beach let's say okay it's not just thinking about that you were talking about you know even more it's re you're rewiring your brain right and so you are writing it down you are feeling it you are experiencing you're engaging with that thought yeah. it's not just like throw one thought out there and that's it well if you're if you're a master maybe it'll happen like that to you but yeah <laughs> Um, no, I think, I think, it, yeah, it's exactly like that. And, uh, what that does, for example, in my case, so when I read it or where other people read it, it reprograms your brain in a way that you'll start believing. So, so you know how we have like all this, like conditioning from our upbringing, from the place where we live, from the government, from the schools, universities, etc., And how we also have these patterns or beliefs that we've imposed in ourselves, you know, after we grow up of things that maybe you know we don't allow ourselves to do or to be because of something or someone self-talk self-talk yeah. it could be self-talk it could be just your beliefs your ingrained beliefs that you know don't let you believe that you're worthy of stuff you know so for example say just a simple affirmation like i am beautiful and i'm worthy of love for example right a lot of people have issues body issues for example a lot of people are stressed a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff a lot of a lot of people just don't love themselves the way they are they want to change because of everything that's happening social media you know so many things mm -hmm. right so imagine you tell yourself every day that you are love and you're worthy of love and you're beautiful you know you tell it maybe to yourself in the mirror so it's a common practice for people who have low self-esteem or right to build self-confidence right so imagine you tell yourself that every day you know thoughts are are actions and then if when you put them into action they're just there and then if you allow yourself to be that that you are it's just just yeah listen to the way you speak to yourself like to just Definitely. really like notice it and yeah. you know it's sort of i can't remember the turning point where i started to pay attention and i'm sure you've gone through that and you start to like notice yourself saying things and you're like stop like why are you saying that Definitely. you know you're putting yourself down or whatever it is and it's just all about like mindset shifting the mindset yeah it's really something it's the the way we talk to, to ourselves for sure i was just telling a, a friend uh jessica she came in today and we were just talking and she right. was saying, shout out to jessica yeah hey jessica we we were talking and she was like yeah you know i've been feeling down i think i'm sick and stuff like that and she just got texted me like an hour ago and she was like oh i'm drinking a, a vitamin c tea because i uh, i started i don't know coughing or something and it was super funny because she was here like five hours ago maybe and then i told her i was like stop being stop saying that you're sick stop talking to itself in a, in a negative way stop you know doing that because you we believe we believe what we, we think right it's just it's just as easy as that and if you do it the other way around and you could just be the complete opposite you could be super healthy every day you could um be you know you could believe that you're beautiful you could believe that you're loved you can manifest anything you want because you are reprogramming your your brain and the mind to stop thinking that for example you cannot have something when you do want something right speaking of coughing she yeah. was just here five hours ago coughing you've right. been coughing a lot 
Mm, what's yeah. going on? That's okay. Well, my body's just purging with something. That's it. Yeah. Monkeypox? No, not monkeypox. Monkeypox is the, no, there's no cough monkey in monkeypox. Yeah, we don't believe in monkeypox. Right. We don't know what monkeypox is. <laughs> It's basically yeah. chicken pox, but from a monkey. Okay, well, yeah, it's probably another flu, and they're just giving it like this crazy name. Pretty much, and then the media is gonna be like going all crazy about it, like yo, uh, you know, it's the next COVID thing. Exactly. Vaccine. And so pharmaceutical blah, blah. companies are gonna release some right vaccines and make a lot of money, and their exactly. stock prices are gonna go up. Just like they do with with medicine, right? It's yeah. the same thing. You know, you go here to the hospital, and they're like, yes, antibiotics and the paracetamol and all these things. Yeah, yeah. You probably just have like a flu. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're like, I'm here for surgery tomorrow. Yeah. No. What? It's over. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you Google symptoms and it tells you like you know like your life is over. Literally, yeah. And then you're like, it's the same thing here. Yeah. It's, well, here in a lot of parts. So you were touching an important point, which is self-talk, and that's that's really huge. It's something that I'm still learning about. You know, obviously, like if if I didn't make mindset shifts, I wouldn't be able to do things I'm doing. Likewise for you. Um, for someone starting out, for someone who wants to you know start out like fix their their mindset or start to notice these things what would be like the first like initial steps you'd recommend well the intention i think is everything in in this life just to do anything to be anything to become anything i think your intention to change has to be there a hundred percent you know it's not like oh yeah i want it you know because we want a lot of things right but do you intend to get them do you intend to be them so i think the first thing would be just the intention and then obviously the hard part the effort the effort but it, it comes alone you know i feel like when you're just open to for example a mind shift to where you're open to become better to heal to anything to live a better a different life a better life than the, what you're already living things just simply come to your life right mm -hmm. oh and there's been a lot of research and data on for example if you start to pay attention to certain things you will start to notice those things in real life like, let's say i don't know if you know this game where you're like forgot what the game was but like let's say you're focusing on how many yellow cars there are and you're counting yeah. them suddenly you'll start to notice every single yellow car there yeah. is definitely yeah right and it's like that with like if you have like a negative mindset positive mindset if you want to pursue this thing or that thing it kind of of shifts what you're because your mind is constantly taking in all this information and it has to have find has to find ways to kind of compartmentalize those things and 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 to focus on specific things um patterns that we follow right when we start following the same thing every day every day could it be as easy as falling into this negative pattern where you you know you're always seeing the bad things and then you will always literally see mm. the bad things you know it's like when you get up out of bed and you say yeah i got up on the wrong side of the bed but then that's you telling yourself that when probably nothing happened, mm -hmm. maybe you just, I don't know, fell off your bed, literally. But then you're going to start your day bad because you woke up bad. That's the first thing you told yourself in the morning. And everything else in your day will not be bad, but you will see them as bad, right? So it's all about how you perceive things, right? So if you're going somewhere, for example, with that mindset or with a weird mindset that it's just not the correct one for for example per se to a party and then you're already thinking i'm not gonna have fun i'm not gonna meet anyone i will not enjoy this i you know but then you force yourself to go and the party could be probably the best party you've ever been maybe from my point of view for example but then you're probably going to be maybe in the corner just thinking the same things yeah. because you already went with that mindset mm -hmm. to that place and that's where you're going to vibe on. And then what if you're doing something that, you know, sucks? Like, let's say you're doing an exam or something like that. <laughs> Why does it have to be an exam? I don't know, because um, I feel like that's a general thing that yeah, sucks. Yeah, definitely. Well, they do. Um, the other way, I mean, it just... But again, okay, so, so we're talking about the mindset and how you could be in a negative mindset, right? Yeah, and self-talk. What if not? And self-talk, definitely. Um, what if... I'm not going to say 
let's just you know see everything positive and be positive mm. and stuff because there is some positive toxic but toxic positivity and right this is, this is something my 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 flatmate told me once because at some point in my life i was literally seeing everything like you know whatever the world's ending it's good yeah, yeah you were that guy <laughs> yeah and he actually sent me this wikipedia link of talking about toxic positivity but that's not where i'm going where i'm going is just having a neutral mindset right you know things are not good or bad a difficult concept for some people but I think it's a really good way of living. I'm not saying do not identify with the negative stuff or do not identify with the positive stuff. Just always be neutral. No, I'm saying, you know, you see how things are and then you take on and you do whatever you're supposed to do with depending on that. Right. Yeah. Because I could be doing an exam and I could not be I, I could just not want to do it. Right. And then I'll go on and probably fail it. Right. I could just probably go to the exam, you know, with a different mindset and be like, you know, yes, I'm, I'm in school. So this is where things are supposed to be like, I'll just do the exam and then just move on. But then if you bring something else like in your life, for example, just us as grown-ups nowadays, if, I don't know, somebody dropped a coffee in your t-shirt, you know, at the coffee shop. Yeah, well, I mean, coffee is very bad, actually. Mm -hmm. But just say, let's just say water or something, right? You could just be very angry about it because you're going to be with a, you know, wet t-shirt. You could just go to your yeah, house. Yeah, act like know? it's the end of the world. And right? Oh, no. Yeah, and be like super angry, maybe fight with the person or stuff. Or you could just, you know, take it as it is. What else can you do? Can you revert time? Can you back and go it, back in it time? It is what like, it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It's exactly what it is. Or you could just go, you know, change your t-shirt. You go on with your day or just let it dry. Anything, right? The same thing applies with everything. You know, I'm, and again, I'm not saying don't see the bad in that. You'd be like, yeah, it's okay. Ha ha ha. Start laughing. You have to acknowledge sometimes that yeah. some things suck or they're bad and stuff. Definitely. No, I think I think we have to acknowledge everything as, as it is again and let it come, you know, see it for what it is, you know, letting whatever emotion, feeling that's bringing up just to come up as it is as well and not judging or not beating yourself up for it right then living and whatever that is and then just let it go right just let it flow and trying and let it flow exactly right. that's that's you know that's, that's a motto. yeah yeah it's a thing it's a thing <laughs> um no you got me with a let it flow whatever thoughts i had in my head that's it i was like yeah, yeah i'll tell you why, why why i think the the flow of let it flow of a flow flow why are we doing flow i was gonna flow? go back <laughs> to it, it is what it is and how like most things have always i've always referred to you've referred it back to it is what it is right you just are right things are just one way you know yeah. they're not one way or another no they're just one way right so things it is what it is it's something that depending on how you see it you, you'll find a lot of peace in it i find a lot of peace in that because things are just not the other way you know they're happening in this time in this moment it's an exact timeline in this universe where we are in this dimension whatever you want it's and kind of an it. acceptance of whatever that is because well, uh, the, i remember the point that i was going to touch on which is um the the, the rabbit hole like mm. let's say you go through something that's bad or some whatever let's say you fail an exam whatever bad experience you got a flat mm. tire and then from then on it's easy to kind of roll down this like negative way of thinking to to the point of like oh my life is over and you just resort mm. to these like extreme negative scenarios but I'll ask you, why do you think why do you think it's easy to fall into that? That's a really good question. Yeah. That's a really good question. I mean, it's definitely easy. Sometimes I see this in a lot of people I know, and I try to tell them, listen, you know, it's not an ideal situation, but it is what it is. And I don't know that to answer your question. Mm. What do you think? I think sometimes we deem those things as being like, yeah, it's easy, you know, to do this or that. Because when we go into the victim mentality, it's just, you know, easy to beat ourselves up and be like, yeah, whatever, and treat ourselves bad or the situation or whatever um, we're involved in as doing it, doing the other thing, which is, you know, learning from it, right? Not that difficult, but mm, are we all really into that kind of space where we want to do that? Not really. I think it falls 
back to that to say that it is easy to just you know beat yourself up and be the victim become the victim and stay being the victim because you know that's fine it's okay you know it will pass and stuff the victim mindset's like an easy way kind of out yeah it is but it's negative it affects you negatively no definitely and it comes from from uh, from your ego as well right you know because oh somebody did something to me Mm. and then they hurt me and whatever and you take it so personal Mm. but but why are you taking it so personal you know what's what's behind that and is the person really aware and conscious that they made you feel bad or is it you making up some story because of something that you are working or you should be working on clearly because you know if somebody says uh something to you and then that triggers you well why is it triggering you you know what's behind it's a trigger where's this trigger coming from right so it's more of an internal question oh definitely definitely yeah we're all just mirrors of ourselves it's uh it's it's a very it's a bit of a deep kind of like way of seeing things you know but i definitely think that we just go around mirror each other and each other's maybe not say problems but like issues or challenges on other people we mirror things that we should be working on ourselves right going back to that same concept if somebody does something to you and it triggers you there's something behind that right it's not it's not just triggering you because the person is actually doing it on purpose no they're not doing it on purpose probably not basically manifesting something in that person and then that person is just right there in your life in your appearance at that moment to do that thing to you so you could just see why and you can just go and learn why is that and or maybe unlearn because again we're talking about beliefs mm. and all these things right so I definitely think it's it's for a reason. It's not it's not just like, yeah, you know, people are bad and they want to do bad. No, not really. We're all just being, you know, mirroring ourselves, taking each it, other home. It's true. I mean, of course, there are, you know, people that do have bad intentions. But, you know, it's it's also like perception, right? Like someone could send you something like via email or text and maybe they have, they don't, and maybe you perceive it a certain way, but they did not have that kind of intention. Yeah. So it's what, what you projected or you perceived right. from what they said. Like in my life right now, I stop seeing things as, as that, you know, people are coming into my life to get me oh, la, 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 all the stories the, the victim mindset the victim mindset that we've yeah, all definitely. had to be honest I honestly still have it it's not like I'm here a guru talking about stuff no I, I have it and I have yeah. it a lot yeah. but then the real work is just identifying when you are in that victimized mindset and maybe just yeah being remember to be more kind to yourself to mm-hmm. be like well you know it is okay that you're you know feeling the way you're feeling i completely acknowledge that but just being kind to ourselves you know and being like more more open to just feeling that and allowing to feel that because if, if you don't allow to feel whatever is happening in your life like emotionally or, or mentally i think that can manifest into the body and it's it's happened to me and i know many people who um also have certain illnesses and I'm sure you've heard of some mm-hmm. people as well because psychosomatic, of, right? Yeah, yeah. The word is yeah, psychosomatic um, illnesses. Um, they come basically from just emotions and feelings, suppressing them actually most of the, most of the times, and not allowing ourselves to feel them. There's um, also this belief of it's not a belief. It's just saying it's a mm-hmm. belief for people maybe to get it better. But there's um, but but I believe I believe that certain emotions and feelings are stored in different parts of our organs. So there's a lot of work to that towards that that uh, has been uh, there's a lot of studies that have have um, concluded that and it's it's insane the amount of um things you could get if you for example you're angry i think i think your stomach for example is linked with anger i'm not i don't know if i'm mistaken Mm. or not but you know it's crazy the amount of pain for example you could have for uh, in in your stomach let's say um if you're just angry and you're not letting yourself be angry or Or stress in the shoulders right in the traps yeah stress in the shoulders or um pain in your lower back because you're just carrying a lot of emotional baggage it, i've actually look it is pretty well documented you know yeah. the, this whole psychomat somatic um like illnesses and yeah, how is. they can manifest in the body 
Another, I think another term is biodecodification for that. Interesting. Um, what was that again? Approach. What's the term? So that biodecodification. Biodecodification. Like, like decoding, yes. Basically explains as well what um, each illness, for example, is linked to. So, for example, I had a lower back uh, hernia, um, which I had surgery for, but I had been living with it for 10 years. And then just three years ago, I started like going through this um, process personally and I was putting a lot of pressure on myself for many for many many things and it started bothering me again after 10 years of not bothering me at all me doing crossfit and lifting 400 pounds on deadlifts and like no nothing until three years ago where I had this um, really tough year and uh, I just started putting things in my mind in my mind in my head I just like putting more 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 weight and had to get a surgery done because the pain was unbearable. And so biodecodification online, if you if you put whatever illness or everything that you're going through, it will tell you from what, what it comes and everything. And then, well, my thing was just putting on so much weight, like personally and like for my family and stuff to the point where, you know, that hernia was so bad. So you and yeah, first of all, you know, we've discussed this before, but yeah, sorry that you went through the whole back situation. Sure. I know how bad it is because no, my right. brothers also had back surgery. And I had to go through it. So it's okay. Um, but you you believe that there's a direct link between, you know, your experiences, the things you've been through emotionally, and that back uh, hernia? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I still get it some days, you know, I'll I, I won't be going through the same process, but I'll be going t uh, through the same maybe challenges with my family. It, it mostly came with from my family. And uh, I would still get not a pain, but like a reminder. It's like a pressure that I have mm -hmm. there in my, my waist and on the left side. So it's like it's that time. And then I like maybe sit down, meditate a bit. Well, but then what's the work. link with that and like physical energy? Uh, um, sorry injuries like where like let's say you lift something heavy and then you know you hurt your back i think the whole point of it is just whatever maybe your back being weak for example because of that what you're doing mm. so how for example i'll tell you um the emotions or the feeling of you know having to take care of other people for example like my family would say mm -hmm. like i had this um i had this pressure that i was putting on myself because i was telling myself hey you have to save a lot of money just in case something bad happens in venezuela you'll have to take care of your parents and your brother you know um so that kind of pressure for example you know yeah. you're putting weight like kind of like putting weight on yourself right and then other things like well providing for yourself here and then continue working and juggling with all those things right so i think that link was one of the things that I remember from um, my lower back pain and well, my hernia, but um, it's just it's just emotions, yeah. Why mostly. do you think it's manifested? And I know we're getting into the you know the details here, but why do you think it manifested? Let's say in the back as opposed to. So I've also felt that you know kind of pressure, but for me, like I felt that that pressure in the chest area, like a weight in the chest or a tightness in the chest. Why do you feel like certain things manifest like differently or in different body parts for people? Well, I think from what I remember, for example, um, my hernia was in the L5, which is the first, uh, sorry, it's the fifth um, in your vertebra, which connects to your leg, for example, and basically holds the rest of your body. So imagine that being everything that's holding everything together, for example, right? I was putting myself in, the, in, in this place where I thought that I had to take care of my parents if something happened and my brother in case something happened in Venezuela. So I had to like, you know, again. It's a heaviness. Stuff. So yeah, right. So I, the way I, I see it now, for example, you're asking me now, the way I see it is I was the one that had to hold everything together, right? So the hernia being the, on the L5, which is again, the base basically over there, holding your legs and the rest of your body together is in a way that, right? So 
I think that's for that. I, I'm not sure about the rest of the things, but I do know that each part of our bodies as well as organs are linked to feelings and emotions and certain other things like that. If we link this to, because we've, we have we spoke about manifestations, right? Like acknowledging the things you want, thinking about them and feeling them. And then there's affirmations, something else that you do. Right. How do those two things link? The way for you to manifest something is again, affirming, affirming it. So what's the difference then between manifestations or manifesting and, uh, you know, affirmations? Well, an affirmation could be something that you're telling yourself. For example, if you feel down, if you feel ugly or anything, you know, you love yourself, I'm beautiful, mm. etc. So for you to change the way you think about yourself. The right? self-talk, yeah. Right, yeah. So I think affirmation would be that, to change your mindset, to change that. And then a manifestation is just literally like something that you're manifesting into your life, right? So... Yeah, I, I think I use them both together because they're more powerful, perhaps. And for me to manifest something, I have to affirm it, right? I have to believe it. So an affirmation could be yes, and a, a, a way of you believing that something is already yours. Again, if you write it um, in the present tense with the feelings and the emotions and you just keep reading it every day, it'll manifest some way or another. And I think that's one of the things in, in the movie, right? In The Secret, the docu documentary or something, they say, just believe it's yours, right? Just believe it's yours, feel how, whatever, that car would make you feel if you want to manifest a car, for example, have the emotions of it, like think, there's also visualizations, a lot of people who want like to manifest things, um, they like to visualize things, right. the same as feeling, some people, you know, maybe just sit down, close your eyes and then feel it, but other people, I know for a fact, they just visualize that, mm -hmm. so they would visualize themselves, you know, maybe hugging that car, driving that car, you know, going out with friends to the beach and then like feeling all the emotions and how happy they would feel. And then some people you know create like boards, right? Like visualization, vision mood boards, boards vision or boards, vision yeah. boards, right? Yeah. So I think the whole, this whole process of manifestations, I, I have, I honestly just write because that's the way for me. <laughs> that <Hello>. is, um, <laughs> that is shadow. She just hit through the room. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about shadow. Shadow. Shadow is, uh, uh, this cat that is like you know sabrina's cat sabrina the teenage yeah. witch well, she's a black cat sh yeah she's a very black cat um and she just does her own thing you know she she's just yeah she's old though she's very old she's i think 12 years old or wow. something that's a lot of years in cat years but yeah she does her thing 12 years old she's on the chunkier side <laughs> <laughs> she was uh you know they did that thing to the cat so they could not they could not reproduce more but um yeah after they do that it happens it happens our, our cat in venezuela is the same thing the one i told you that looks like garfield yeah right. because it's huge and not because of food it's just because of what they do to them and then they just become fat and more lazy i guess all right so when you spade or neuter cat based on this gender they generally get fatter yeah well i get i think both male and females one thing that's interesting about shadow is um you never know if she wants, or at least in my experience, you never know if she wants affection or if yeah. she's just going to decide, you know what, I'm going to bite you. Yeah, I'm going to scratch you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's uh, she's very uh, territorial, you know? So mm -hmm. if you enter her space, you have to get like her approval for you to be there. And then like, especially to pet her, right? Which is what she does. Mm. Um, I think after a while, she she got used to she got used to me uh, visiting so much. And um, yeah, she just allows me now. But for new people, well, you for you sometimes, she even like bites you, right? Yeah, she um, bit me once. You'll never know, really. She might kill you. She might give you a kiss one day. Yeah, she's unpredictable. Very, very, very. You know, we've talked about affirmations, manifestations, um, sound healing, which you've done a workshop in Nepal, right? Healing yeah. through vibrations. What are some other practices that you know have been have really impacted your life? You've traveled to uh, Peru. You've traveled to many different countries. Experienced like breath work, for example. 
So what are some other practices that made like a positive impact on you? I think meditation. If I had to pick something, it would be meditation. Yeah. And not the meditation like we all think about whenever somebody says, yeah, let's meditate. Just, you know, empty your, your mind. Yeah. Cross your legs. Don't think about anything, you know, watch your breath. La, la, la. No, just meditation as a way of living, honestly. Um, wow. Like, yeah. Meditation as a way of living. That was so deep. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, meditation as in like, being more conscious and aware of everything literally everything mindfulness Uh, yeah mindfulness could be as well yeah just being conscious and aware of everything on your day-to-day you know we're so distracted right by our phones by everything that's around us by gossip by all these things the phone is so distracting it's horribly distracting it's addictive Mm. to even say it's like very yeah it's worse than that right it's it's like a drug honestly it is um but uh i think yeah so meditation and just being yeah bringing to my life the whole the whole mindfulness concept being more conscious and aware of everything because again we're so distracted but um Meditation in a way, again, that does not only have to be limited to just sitting your le- sitting with your legs crossed in silence and then contemplating or maybe not contemplating, thinking about something, not thinking about something. Could be anything, you know, going paddleboarding, meditating. For me, swimming is meditating. Like sometimes, um, and I think I've told you about this, um, sometimes when I'm swimming, I feel like I'm in another place and then ideas come to my mind, they start flowing into me, I start thinking about things that I want to do, some projects and things, and that's also meditation. For people, maybe cooking is meditation. Mm-hmm. For a friend of mine, hours here uh, she's also been as well and, and uh, she says washing the dishes is her really? meditation so wow. it could literally be anything but why just because you're so conscious and aware that of whatever you're doing right that you could just be in that it's place. almost like you know th- when, when you mentioned these things like swimming or washing the dishes or um paddle boarding you're doing something physical but it's repetitive it's like this repetitive motion and so it allows your mind like let's see if you're swimming it allows your mind to like wander really nice way of seeing things i actually never mm-hmm. thought about that but yeah i mean it is definitely yes i mean because of course you can't really talk when you're swimming or something because you wouldn't be you know aware. a mind-blowing experience for me was um breath work and so initially the first few experiences i had with that was um just the the wim hof uh, videos on on youtube uh, a couple of friends of mine were recommending that so i was doing those follow along you know breath works and it was not easy and then you know the Probably the most like profound experience was when we did that breath work thing. And, you know, that was like a rhythmic kind of breath work. You know, that was, you know, that was something else, man. I got lightheaded from just how much oxygen I was able to pull in. It just makes you realize how we're really not breathing yeah. in our day-to-day life. How we're breathing unconsciously, mm. right? And what could happen when you breathe consciously. It was, it was definitely a, an amazing experience. I had a, oof, wow arrived <laughs> that day um and well the, the first time that I, I got to know more about breath work besides you know the, the simple things that i used to know were amazing as well we mix it with um cacao as well mm. it was a cacao ceremony yeah, cacao. yeah the same no was, um, i was talking about peru but the same one the same one is here right as well, right it was really it was really great it opened my mind to completely other ways of seeing things you know again we breathe but we breathe unconsciously and then just having that awareness of what breath like conscious breath and conscious breathing can cause it's just amazing and um, i think i shared that night when i when i told everybody that we should just remind ourselves to be around walking doing whatever it is that we're doing exercising working but just reminding ourselves to breathe consciously you know um there's a, a game it's a game changer honestly and doing breathwork practices and other things can can honestly benefit us in so many ways i definitely want to do more of that because that was my first experience with a group and just doing that breathwork you know we're like it's 
Now, during the cacao ceremony, it was rhythmic, you know, and there's like a, a rhythm that people are following. And pretty quickly, because I feel like I'm a shallow breather in, in general, and pretty quickly, we were breathing and I got lightheaded and I started to feel dizzy. And then I just like, I got out of the rhythm. And I just remember that I was like, whoa, like this was another. And the only other time I got an oxygen rush like that, and it wasn't to that extent, was like when I got off the plane, let's say I'm going back to New Zealand to visit because we have really high oxygen levels. And I get off the plane, I'm just like, whoa, the amount of oxygen. Was that because you were happy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I really think because the oxygen levels are really yeah. high over there in the nature and you just right. feel that I've, I've you know where else have i felt that like because of the intake you mean yeah that just right. the amount of nature like the oxygen right. levels are high there's so much nature it's green there's no like pollution big difference huh huge difference yeah, yeah. huge difference yeah i think something very similar happens right well when we were i think when we were doing the fast-paced uh breathing with the drums uh, we're just you're just allowing more air to breathe in right you're breathing <laughs> very fast mm -hmm. so yeah that's probably one of the things and i think also your your mind your heads wherever your head's at right or how you're feeling emotionally also depends i think we all had different experiences some of us had like um you know going back to our childhood experiences other people were dealing with other you know stuff physically so it also has to do with you know whatever maybe not to say intention but however you're feeling in the moment and how you want to feel during that right because well again it was since it was a cacao ceremony and again follow with breath work with a breath work practice you had to go in it with a certain intention right and i think we set our intention at the beginning mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure we did uh but then again you know whatever is that it's on your mind is also going to play out during everything you know it doesn't have to be like a breathwork ceremony or anything like that in your life you know however you intend your day to your day to go that's how it's going to go and however you intend to do things that's how you're going to do things right so it's uh i think it's uh it's so interesting because everything is in the head everything is in the way you think everything is on the mind i mean it is it is really interesting and i i get excited when 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 you talk about these things and when we have these conversations right about like intention and mindset and stuff because it it really is i mean it really is like it really it's a it's such a game changer you know ever since i've been trying to work on mindset and self-talk and these things just like overall i've noticed things have been things have been better you know it's not to say that of course negative things uh, do happen and you know we'd want to like fall into this whole toxic positivity trap because you got to let it flow like you said earlier right like yeah. if there's something negative okay this sucks whatever and then yeah. just give it room to flow yeah if not you'll get sick you've been listening to curated advice on better living it's our passion to interview guests on their experiences to bring you different perspectives on personal development on everything from healthy habits to mindset to relationships to functional movement and biohacking we hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten some information that can change your mindset make sure to like rate and review the show and we'll be back soon but in the meantime We'll leave you with this from Bruce Lee. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend.